G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, February 6th. I'm John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me as usual, Joel Marshall and Daniel Nuttall. Well, Joel, as I've written in Winning Post and Best Bets this week, uh, uh, CS4 Stakes Day has been a good one for the punters over recent years. Five favourites successful last year on the nine race card, five favourites the year before. And uh, most of the big races have been dominated by favourites over the past decade or so. You are the Ruffies specialist, and there will be a few warm favourites on Saturday. Uh, have you picked out any big value on the Caulfield card? I think there's a little bit of value to be had. Um, certainly a bit more value in Melbourne than Sydney this week, I believe. But uh, look, the, the CF4 stakes this year, it's, it's interesting. Oh, there's a bit of a query around whether... The favourite is going to run, Sir Dragon A. Um, I think it was sort of a bit of an afterthought for them to accept for the race, and like they're watching the skies. If the predicted rain arrives Friday, they may go go around. Otherwise, they may take him out and, and wait for another day. And look, it's it's an interesting race. I, you know, there's probably three or four in it that can't win, and you know, certainly not the strongest ore stakes we've seen, but. It, uh, it could come down to who's actually going to line up in the field. Uh, quite right. Um, for many years, of course, the um, CFO Stakes saw the Cox Plate Caulfield Cup and Melbourne Cup winners resuming and uh, quite often storming home from the back and winning. And you'd think Sir Dragon A would be a big chance of that. But it is, as Joel mentioned, Daniel, uh, pending weather um, forecast of certainly some and possibly plenty rain in Melbourne on Friday, uh, and that's going to really affect the way things pan out on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just a matter of wait and see. Um, of course, not Caulfield perhaps not a, a good a draining track as, um, say, Flemington, um, but there's some good sources in the, on the card with some good track form, and uh, look, I think regardless of the weather, we'll see, weather we'll see a competitive day's uh, competitive days racing with um, the eight stakes race on the card. Yeah, well, it might not be quite as good draining as Flemington, but uh, still pretty uh, still pretty good. Uh, someone pointed out on Twitter this week, uh, 52 mils last Friday and uh, started on a soft five. And in fact, Australia Day, fairly wet that day and started on a good four, whereas uh, Rose Hill... It was, what, a soft seven last Saturday after 18 mils of, of rain for the week. So, um, yeah, you can't be too uh, can't be too critical, I don't think, of the Caulfield track. Anyway, speaking of Caulfield, that's where we'll start. Seven, oh, sorry, eight of the nine races are black-type events. We'll take you right through them. Starting in race two, it is the Ned's Blue Diamond Prelude for Phillies. 1,100-metre group two, Joel. I've gone with number seven, Scorched Earth, here from the John Maloney Yard. I liked her on debut in the Clockwise Classic at Ballarat. She struck trouble there at the start, settled at the back. She went for the gap that the winner got on the turn, didn't get it. She had to swing wide. It wasn't easy to do that. and She sort of missed the boat, but she did hit the line strongly. I liked her trial win at Geelong last week. I think she's ticking along nicely, and at $15, could certainly have something each way on her. From Four Tempest Charm, who was excellent on debut at the Valley, ran some really good late splits. Perhaps a little bit disappointing at Flemington next time out, but she was on a pretty quick backup and down the straight the first time. She wasn't thrashed, so I think she did enough there. And her recent jump out win was quite smart. Five arcaded, created a good impression at Caulfield on debut, where she ran away from Lady Audrey, who had jumped out well leading into that. So there's a fair bit of upside about arcaded. And I've thrown in a bit of a roughie here, number 11, Caliper. Half sister to Winsome, who debuted this year, uh, sorry, this day last year in the Colts and Geldings Prelude and ran a really good race. He's a promising horse from the Keys Yard. They've obviously gone out and bought the sister, and uh, her jump outs have been okay. I've gone 7, 4, 5, 11. I'm with the three Taylor's moments. Um, I think her two starts have been quite impressive. She was second to Frost Flowers down the straight in pretty good time. Crossflowers was too speedy for her that day, but then she settled a little bit further back in the field around midfield at Caulfield in that uh, preview for the Phillies, and um, she was making good late ground off Dosh at the end there. The 
first and third in that race, Dosh and Frostflower, both settled close to the speed, whereas Taylor's moment came off the speed. I thought it was a, an excellent run. She looked suited by the rise to 1,100 metres. Uh, stable going well. So the three on top, Taylor's moment. Got the six in next bird of Dubai. I thought was a, uh, yeah, it was hard luck story at Mooney Valley first up. She did box seat. She was sort of, um, just need a little bit of luck on the turn. She she didn't get that luck until very late. And when um, went out, she uh, really hit the line nicely. The winner had sort of built up momentum at that stage. And um, she only just missed that horse on the line. So I think plenty of upside with Bird of Dubai. Scorched Earth, seven, I think, is, yeah, is trialling, trialled up really nicely. And I really like the debut in the Clockwise Classic. And in for fourth, we've got the five arcade, three, six, seven, five. Uh, yes, similar for me. The unlucky Bird of Dubai on top, though, from Taylor's Moment, Tell You Right and Pigaroni's, six, three, two, one. Race three is the male's. Division. It is the Ned's Blue Diamond Prelude for Colts and Geldings, 1,100 metres, set weights. Uh, this one is uh, only a group three. But, uh, Joel, what did you like here? Yeah, this is tough, I think, Barks. I've certainly gone for a bit of value in my numbers uh, outside of the, my top selection, which is number seven, Jigsaw, who created a fine impression on debut at Geelong. Only beat four rivals, but one of those was Artorius. He thrashed him. Artorius then went to Sandown and, and thrashed his rivals. Uh, recent jump out was very good alongside Tagaloa, which uh, should stack up pretty well against two-year-olds. So I'm with seven Jigsaw. Uh, five Yulong Turbo. I like this horse. He's got a real big uh, big frame. He's a real decent-sized two-year-old, this bloke. He's going to get better as he gets over a bit further. He's out of that former good sprinting mare, Gregor's, so he's well-bred. Uh, just, I think he's a horse with a, a fair bit of talent. Not sure Sad Day will be his race, but keep an eye on him. Six Marine One, I liked in the preview. And I thought he ran well without all favours. He hit the line quite nicely. And 10 Almighty Rising, again, going to throw one of the first starters in. I think 50 to 1's a crazy price on what he's done in his jump outs. He really hasn't been asked to do anything. And he's been right there. Craig Williams riding for Team Hawks. I think he'll be keeping him safe. But this is tough because you've got General Bow, Animo, Construct, Extreme Warrior. They can all win. Uh, it's a, a very tricky race. Seven on top for me from 5, 6, 10. Yeah, I'll... Completely agree with Joel. Um, you could add another three or four to my top four. I think would uh, would be a genuine winning chance in this. I'm with the four construct, the sole start speller in the field. He debuted in the, the Breeders' Plate in the spring and was second to Shakiro um, that day. That worked the line well. Of course, Shakiro's gone out. I met one of the Magic Millions recently, a two-year-old classic on the Gold Coast. Um, I like the way he's hitting the line in his trials and I'd be hoping for a little bit of speed on and Nearly finishing over the top of them late before construct. So he's on top for me. The seven and next jigs next jigsaw um beat that subsequent winner Artoros on debut and has since jumped out well with Tagaloa. The three in next extreme warrior. Um, got every chance in the preview behind General Bow. Um, but uh like the way he finished off there. General Bow did have the softer run in transit, no doubt about that. And the four in for fourth have the one uh, that horse, General Bow. Four, seven, three, one. I have General Bow on top from Extreme Warrior, Jigsaw, and Construct. One, three, seven, four. Race four at Caulfield on Saturday. Highland race colours, autumn stakes, 1,400 metres for three year olds, set weights and penalties at Group Two level, Joel. Yeah, I was torn in this race. So I'm a big fan of number nine, I'm Thunderstruck, and I've lent his way. He trialled brilliantly in New Zealand and OTI. We caught the eye of, of the OTI team. Uh, they purchased him. He came across and joined the Price Kent Yard. Uh, wasn't able to get any fancy price about him. He was jumping out really well at Caulfield. He was well found by the market. He really had to launch late to pick up the, the leader, and he did. I think he's a really nice horse. He was went up $10 off nominations on Monday. Again, too slow to, to get that, and he's going to go around a lot shorter. I think he's very hard to beat. Certainly have something on number eight, Poland, as well. I think they rode him a bit upside down in the Caulfield Guineas. He drew a bit awkwardly. They they put him into the race, pressed forward, and he didn't quite finish off. But his previous form around the Guineas place getters, ASAR and Grand Slam, was very good. I liked his recent jump out. I think he's definitely a winning hope. Seven, It's Our Times, created a really good impression, both of his starts to date. Uh, this is a fair bit tougher, but I think he's headed for a, a pretty decent level. And in for fourth, I've got number two, Amish Boy, who was a bit flat first up at Randwick. He clearly improved uh, heaps second up on Magic Millions Day. 
He uh, ran pretty well in the Caulfield Guineas back in the spring. Nine for me from eight, seven and two. Yamish boy on top for me. Yeah, quite a ride in the in the Magic Millions. Certainly did the trick. He uh, went past the away game there when running in to second behind Aim. Uh, his two fourteen hundred meter runs have been um, two of his better ones. He was yeah the, the second I just mentioned in, on the Magic in the three old Magic Millions Guineas and second in the Guineas Prelude behind Crosshaven. Last preparation, um, ready now third up and definite chance in this. The four and next jet propulsion, a little bit cold, I've got plenty of time for. I think this is a suitable distance for him to resume over. Um, he beat sentimental of 1,300 metres when second up last prep and then took on a couple of handy races at Rose Hill and Randwick, the Dulcify and the Stan Fox and thought ran pretty well. He's brave in defeat um, in the Dulcify when facing the breeze. First up, as I said, um, I think this is, a, this is a good kickoff point for him, 1,400 metres. Um, Drawn to get all the favours, so two to beat four. You got the three in next young Werther and the ten in for fourth. Yulong code two, four, three, ten. And I am going for the two undefeated ones on top. It's our time to beat. I'm thunderstruck with Altai Ranger, third and Amish boy seven, nine, five, and two. Race five at Caulfield on Saturday is the Kevin Hayes Stakes. 1,200 metres for three-year-old fillies, set weights and penalties, a group three Joel, and uh, since we went to Prince, sense of honour has come out. Well, I think Mick Price and Mick Kent Jr. will win the race anyway with 10 Pinkham. Uh, she looked well above average in her jump outs and then went to Seymour on debut, just sat wide, kept her out of trouble, did Michael Walker, and she let down like a good filly. Uh, ran very good time, the fastest sectionals of the meeting. I normally steer tend to steer clear of the big impressive trial winners. She won a trial last week by seven lengths and created a big impression. But I think the fact we've seen her on debut um, just uh, certainly gives me a little bit of peace, peace of mind. I don't usually like those big jump out winners leading into their debut, but she's done it and I think she's destined for better things. So I'm keen on Pinkham. Uh, from two, Hindam, who had a pretty good spring. She failed second up at Caulfield. They just came back a notch. She got her confidence up at Bendigo, and then she did get a listed win on the board at Sandown. I uh, wouldn't be shocked to see her continue to improve this time in. Five Aidensfield, a filly I was following through the spring. She ran two really good seconds, and then didn't really turn up in the 1,000 guineas. Maybe maybe didn't run a mile. I'm not sure, but she's been jumping out quite well. And Blinker's first time for her first up run. And in for fourth, we, we will throw in number one, La Mexicana, who's yet to run a bad race. It was a good win first up. She's up in weight and up in class, but she pushes, puts herself on speed and, and certainly can measure up. I'm keen on 10 from 2, 5 and 1. Yeah, for much of the reasons outlined, I'm um, with the 10 on top here, Pinkham, and she's my best of the day at Caulfield. Mick Price has certainly made no secret of how um, keen he is on her as a, as a, as a filly horse, horse going forward. Justify that with a seven-leg trial win recently, um, and it was a very easy winner on debut. Could have won so much more if, if Michael Walker asked the question. So talented filly resumes in a, a pretty handy race, but uh, I think she's got more upside than me. So she's my best of the day. The ten, they got the one in next for second. Uh, the flying La Mexicano who's won four or six. Beat uh, lowered the colours of Miss Albania first up, who had been in really good form prior. Um, Jamie Carr gets along well with this filly. So clear second pick. The three, Parlophone. I think she's a little better than what we saw first up. She can mix her form, this filly, but her best is very good. Uh, in for fourth over the two. Uh, Hindam, 10, 1, 3, and 2. Uh, yeah, I've got La Mexicana on top of Pinkham, obviously. Pinkham, the one with the upside, but on the, on the current ratings, La Mexicana, despite being up in class and weight, is... Is the best treated in the race. Uh, for third, I've got highly discreet. For fourth, I will throw in Hindam. So that gives me one, ten, seven, and two. Race six at Caulfield is the Clanbrook TS Carline Cup. 1,600 metres set weights and penalties uh, for four years old and up. Joel? Uh, two non-conformist for me. He was excellent first up last prep at 1,400. And he had that little setback and just needed the run second up off that little... Issue, and then he got to the Kunji and one third up and, and started $8 in the Group 1 Cantala. I know he's got 59 kilos, but I think kicking off at a mile is suitable. 
he's possibly better getting to the outside of horses. I think that's where we've seen him perform best. So gate one could be a bit tricky, but uh, I think he's the you know, sort of the up and comer out of this lot that can press on to perhaps an Australian Cup and, and be very competitive. So happy to go with him first up from 10 biometric. A horse I've been following, uh, had no luck at all at Caulfield second up, should have just about won. And then I thought he performed quite well next time out when a lot shorter in the market. Only drops three kilos for stepping up quite significantly in class. So he's probably not the best uh, handicap, but I think he's got a bit of upside. Three nights watch. I've been with him for so long and I've, He'll go in my quaddy, but I can't have, uh, you know, a, a cent on him in terms of a win bet. But his recent trial was very good behind nonconformist. And this is probably his level. Usually races well at Caulfield also. And four overexposure has hit form at the right time. He's got fitness under the belt. And he can certainly be very competitive. But two on top for me from 10, 3 and 4. I'm going to put my faith in the three nights watch. Um, John mentioned that recent trial. I thought it was... Very nice work. And there's two starts back from a spell with 62 kilos in both. They're both pretty good um, considering he's got a long way back in the field. Um, his most recent one in the Lord's Stakes has finished 8th of 11th there. It was only two lengths off Defibrillate. Um, Parody was finishing behind Defibrillate. It's been a good form race. Um, subsequently, that Lord's Stakes at Caulfield on Boxing Day and a night's watch of 62 kilos was, was a big effort there. I think should have finished a little bit closer. Drops three and a half kilos into into this. Um, Archie Alexander speaking to him during the week for an article in this weekend's paper. He, he gave him a little bit of a push that he, that he expect, expects the horse to be competitive. And we know at, at, his, at his best, he's certainly um, a group one performed horse. Um, he's won three, three times at Caulfield, so tracks no issue. And um, yeah, I think definitely worth an each way ticket, even though he has... Um, I guess turned into a bit of a reputation being a bit of a non-winner. But I'm going to be with him and have an each-way play on him. The three is my best value at Caulfield. Uh, in for seconds, I have the four overexposure. This is um, a tougher task than what he's seen of late, but I think he's up to this level. Um, there's a deserved win at Flemington over the mile last start. Did it easily there thanks to a good ride. Um, but had plenty in the tank when crossing the line. Rock hard fit. The two non-conformists, obviously the class, uh, first up, and he did beat home of Night's Watch in the trials, Joel reference. Then for fourth, six, best of days, another non-winner, um, but never, just seldom, seldom runs poorly, really. And he goes in for three, four, two, six. I'm with Joel with non-conformist from Overexposure, Nerf Bosk and Vacillator, two, four, one, and nine. Race seven at Caulfield is the Lamaro South Melbourne. Jeffrey Bell main stakes, 1,200 metres, set weights and penalties for mares. And uh, no doubt about the class in this race, which is probable, but I guess the forecast is a question mark against her. And it uh, worries me to see that uh, uh, the Kiwi booster, Joel Marshall, does not have probable in his top two. Joel? Yeah, look, she's definitely the class horse and she's pretty well off of the weights, isn't she? Meeting, you know, should be giving plenty of weight to some of these. And so the 60 kilos, I don't think is an issue. She's going to have bigger fish to fry. She was super first up in the show county last prep. Has uh, really zoomed home that last 100 metres for second to Row Heron. So she can win without surprising. I've just lent with the race fit number six snap dancer, who's going really well this prep. She was huge at Ballarat, went to Randwick, gave Tayer a, a a bit of a hiding there. She's come out and won since. And I thought her run on the Gold Coast was pretty good. I was very keen on her that day. She didn't get the chocolates, but she ran well, only beaten half a length. She settled sort of just off midfield there. I think she settles much closer from a better draw on Saturday. And she'll take plenty of beating. I've got a big opinion of Sierra Sue. Uh, she won't want too much rain. She's one on soft, but she was probably too good for that benchmark 64 lot at sale. She failed on the heavy ground in the Golden Eagle. Her two wins before that were excellent. Uh, one probable can certainly win. Uh, she's got to be in the mix. And four bams on fire, I think, is the other winning hope. Very consistent. She loves Caulfield. Group one place last prep. Never missed a place first up. Six on top for me from three, one, and four. Yeah, I'm two with Snap Dancer. Um, two 1,200-meter wins, first and second up, were excellent. Granted, in Phillies and Mares, or benchmark grade, but um, he won with plenty in hand in those. Thought was really good closing late at the Gold Coast last start. Um, wasn't far off a theory there. Theory had been in flying form prior. So, uh, drawn ideally barrier four. Um, 
and they'll be with the six. I've got the one in next Crobbeville, um, hard to ignore. Freshball, very good. Uh, that were here in secondary here in first up last time was excellent for going on with it later in the preparation. Seven in for third lashes, I think can uh, a bit bear with a bit of upside. Not well weighted compared to some of these, but I think third up um, can do something here for sure. Um, sort of like the run at Randwick last start. And does have form on a wet track, so that we'll be hoping for the rain. And in for fourth, I have the 10 Exolidia, a bit of a price. 6 1, 7 10. I've got the same for his Joel, but with Probabil on top, obviously, with a close eye on the market from Sierra Sue, Snap Dancer. And Bams on fire, 1 3 6 and 4, the big one at Caulfield on Saturday. First Group 1 of 20. 21 in Australia. It is the Ned CF War Stakes, 1,400 metres, standard weight per age, worth half a million. Joel? You know, I think it presents a, a good opportunity for the three-year-old Crosshaven. He sort of you know, went to a pretty good level in the spring when he was perhaps not getting the perhaps the respect he deserved. He was sort of flying under the radar on most occasions. Uh, of course, won the Guineas Prelude, he then got to the Caulfield Guineas and, and ran really well for fourth and then won the Carbine Club, beating ASAR. So I think he he maps pretty well. He can put himself on speed, which can be a, or should be a positive for this sort of race on Saturday. I think he'll be hard to beat. I think the, the main day, he was really unlucky last time and he could have won two or three of those races he contested. Just whether, you know, he probably lacks that, uh, I guess, the you know, the right profile for a late for age race and just whether he's going to get around Caulfield first time. That's the little query I have, but he's definitely the, he's definitely sort of the, the, the group one horse that could win this without surprising. Uh, in for third, I reckon uh, Angel of Truth can run a bit of a cheeky race. Number four, it was his first prep for the Hawk Stable last time in. I know he didn't win, but he ran really well. Obviously got out to 2,400 metres in the Metrop, but his first couple of runs were good. And I, he, he's a horse also that can race quite handy. Even at 1,400, I wouldn't be surprised if he raced handy and gave a bit of a bit of a sight at odds. And then Sir Dragon A in for fourth. Hard to leave him out. Of course, Cox Plate winner, and he did trial really well recently. He's got the glue-on shoes here, so yeah, he may well have had some feet issues, and I guess that's why they want to see if some rain comes. But I'm 10 on top from 6, 4, and 2. Yeah, with the Cox Plate winner, Sir Dragon A on top. Um, the recent the recent trial indicates to me he can certainly uh, win a race of this nature of 400 metres first up. Um, so he's going to be on top. I like the six imaging here as well. I guess that is a concern. going to be first time around Caulfield, as Joel touched on. But um, without winning last preparation, I thought he was, he, he was really good. Um, his fresh record is very good. He, he should have finished close to... The missile stakes when resuming last time in. Um, but the runs behind, very elegant and colding, and, group, and a pair of group ones at Rainwick I thought were excellent. Um, he's a big chance in this. Clear second pick. The 10 in next crosshaven against the older horses. Um, showed his class last preparation, just knows how to win when they're five or seven. And in for fourth, I have the one humidor. Never going to leave him out of the top four. He's um, just one of those horses who can uh, just put in a performance that can go close in a race like this and we saw him win first up in the fee in last time in. So he's the fourth pick and will be going in the quaddy. Two, six, ten, one. So Dragon A from Imaging for me as well. I've got Streets of Avalon race fifth, third and the Mayor Sovereign Award for fourth, two, six, five and nine. Finally, race nine at Caulfield is the Schweppes Rubiton Stakes. 1,100-metre Group 2 set weights and penalties, Joel. Yeah, I found this race quite tough, but I'm going to be working around the mares down towards the bottom here. I've got seven, How Romantic, who's really got to step up and produce a career best here to be defeat some of these male, sort of proven male sprinters. Quite liked her trial the other day. She got over the top of Ancestry late, the Oakley Plate favourite. Ancestry wasn't knocked about. So I thought it was a good trial from How Romantic. She had a good record at Caulfield. I think uh, she gets her chance to... Uh, to run really well. Ten Sword of Mercy is just flying. She's clearly gone to a new level this prep. Uh, running good times. She measured up to stakes grade last start. Two Grey Worm, proven performer at this level. He's won three from five first up. He'll be not too far off the speed. I think he'll be yeah, certainly the, 
the pick of those uh, those older horses. And Nine Profits Thumb, another of the mares I want to keep very safe. She hasn't won for a while, nearly 500 days, which is a bit of a worry, but she's often around the mark. She has won twice first up. Seven on top for me from 10, 2 and 9. With the two on top, Grey Worm, um, loved his, his, his trial form leading up to this and his first start record is excellent. He's three of five. Um, his only start here was a third. So he's seen the track before. Um, very speedy, <clears throat> gelding on his day and uh, on top for me. Viridine and next, can never leave him out. Um, maybe a little disappointing Australia stakes, but Wall Street's available was just too good for him there. Um, he's done, he still managed to finish second in that race. And back to Caulfield, I think, is, uh, is a big tick for him. I've got the nine, Prophet's Thumb, a bit of a favourite of mine. Um, good first up record. Um, this is a tough ask for her, but she, she seldom races poorly. She just needs a win. She hasn't won sometimes, Joel said. And seven, how one man tick in for four. Two, one, nine, and seven. Uh, I made sort of mercy my best on the cards. It'd be Grey Worm, how one man tick, and Viridine. Ten, two, seven, one. With sense of honour out, my value bet is going to have to be race two, number six, Bird of Dubai. Uh, and to recap the specials from the boys, in agreement about the best, race five, number 10, Pinkham. Uh, Daniel's value bet, race six, number three, Night's Watch. Joel's value bet, race two, number seven, Scorched Earth. Uh, another softish track is predicted for Sydney this week. It is at Randwick, and the Black Cup starts in the first... Race one is the Dali Lonro Plate. 1,000 metres, set weights and penalties for two-year-olds at listed level, Joel. Yeah, I've gone with six retrieval. Um, just had to push pause on him last week. They took him out of the uh, stakes race last week, the Canonbury, and they've saved him for the Lonro Plate, which I think is a good guide because it's been a good race for the good Olfen team, the Lonro Plate. They've won four of the seven runnings of the race, Bivouac, Amongst those four, and Retrieval's full brother, Veronillo, a few years ago. I've, I've liked his trials right back through the spring and his recent ones. I think he's got a fair bit of talent, this bloke, and I think he'll be pretty competitive on debut. One, Kinexi, I've thrown in for second, who had trialled well in Sydney before being sent north to commence his career. He found one better on debut and then defeated Baby Wong at his second start. Two, Conglomerate. Very easy Gosford trial win recently. Looks to have uh, a fair amount of speed and, and ability, as does number five, Nasdaq Dubai, who was challenged halfway up the straight but found a good kick when winning his recent Rose Hill trial. I think uh, he can certainly be competitive. He's been well found by the market. However, retrieval's a good each-way price, so that'll do me. Six from one, two, and five. I like the stablemate of retrieval, the 12, testimonial. Here. I really like the way she's been trialling. Her most recent one got a long way back in the field, but cruised the line under a hold, making up a stack of ground. She's only had the one start back in October. Um, sort of a little slowly away there to get settled um, last of the 11 and uh, from Barry after drawing wide that day. Um, but the, the late splits were very good, and I think this is a She's certainly winning hope here. First up, the 12 testimonials. Um, the one in next, Kadexi, uh, did like in Brisbane throughout his first preparation back in the summer there. Um, been trialling well as well. The two, Conglomerate, yeah, really liked his trials. Um, go, like, likely go forward from that wide draw. And in for fourth, I have the six retrieval, 12, one, two, and six. Across to race five, which is restricted to horses sold through Inglis sales, but happens to be worth two million smackers. It is the Inglis Millennium set weights for two-year-olds. Joel, over 1,100. My top selection is going to need a fair bit of luck after drawing a wide gate, but I think she's got plenty of ability. I speak of number 11, nice for what? The half-sister to Group 1 winner Montefilia. Her debut was very good down the straight at Flemington. She was heavily backed late there. She ducked and weaved, burst through the middle and just missed picking up Dosh. Nothing wrong with that form. Of course, she's a Blue Diamond preview winner. Uh, she'll probably get back off the speed here and, and need them to really run along, which I think they will. Her recent trial in Sydney under Karen McAvoy was excellent. So I've lent her way to beat the uh, the Spruik runner number one, Profiteer. Very impressive down the straight. Um, not too far off the track record there, over 1,100 metres back on December 12. 
He's won a trial up in Sydney with Hugh Bowman aboard. He's an odds-on favourite. He will take a stack of beating. Nine, Ashima. Drew wide. They pressed forward. She couldn't quite get in, but I thought she batted on pretty well off that uh, bit of a freshen up at her second start. I think she'll be fitter for that. And I've thrown in number two, Pagasi, the McAvoy-trained Colt, who's had two runs in maidens down at Geelong, was beaten first start, then took a bit of improvement out of that to win his next start. He put himself on speed, looks pretty professional. That could take him a long way here. 11 for me from 1-9-2. and two. Yeah, I've got the favourite on top, Profiteer. I won't be diving at the price. Probably elect to um, have some multiples with... A couple of other runners I thought a good chance had a bigger price. But Profiteer on top, um, yeah, that debut win was, was very smart. And of course, had the had the trial win at the clockwise way, clockwise way of going. I thought the two, Pagasi, um, was, a, was a big price in this. I beat a subsequent winner at Geelong last start in Lightsaber. He came in and won on Wednesday, yesterday. I thought another one that was a massive price was the 12, Jessica Rabbit, uh, the Subaru Philly, the... Only been a small field at Dooman, but it was far too good there. I did like his Warwick Farm effort start prior as well. Um, I think she's a, a talented filly, as a, like a lot of these are. But I thought 81 to 1, she's well over the odds and worth throwing into into exotics and multiples. And also in the game, I like the 11 as well. Uh, nice for what? That dosh form looks good now. And recent trial, um, I did like two. So 1, 2, 11, 12, my numbers. Race six at Randwick on Saturday is the Aquas Eskimo Prince Stakes, 1,200 metres. Set weights and penalties for three-year-olds at Group 3 level. I'm going the favourite North Pacific. Yet to run a bad race, this bloke. He went very close to winning the Golden Rose. His first two wins uh, last prep were excellent on wet ground. I think we'll be on rain-affected ground. The, the track's sort of been drying up in the last 24 to 48 hours. But uh, he trialled well enough for this. He should get a pretty good run from gate four. I think he's the one to beat. I think Prague could be his biggest threat. Group one place getter at this track in the autumn when second in the size produce. His fresh run in the spring was good in the Dane Hill and then pulled up with the signs of colic after the Caulfield Guineas prelude. So that was the end of him for the spring. Now with Annabelle Neesham, really liked his recent trial, was very strong from the back, finishing off into second behind Mizzy. Uh, six, the face has the fitness on his side here. He's got good speed. He'll roll forward. I think he'll, he'll probably lead with Vernelli. Um, and he has yet to run a bad race. As I say, he's got that fitness on his side. So he could be the one that just pinches a bit of a break and gets the good ones chasing. And 10 never talk in for fourth. This is her toughest test to date. But I thought she was all right last time. Uh, ridden cold. She had the best last 200 of the meeting. I think. She's just going to need a little bit of luck at the right time because I don't think she can use barrier one. She might be a bit of value for your first fours. Three on top from two, six, and ten. I'm with the three North Pacific on top. A nice bit of work making ground at the inside there in a recent trial. Of course, we saw how good he was last preparation. Didn't miss... Uh, he's had to miss a place from all five starts, but his last... His um, sort of early spring form was really good. His... Rose Cylinder Enwick wins for excellent and then measured up in the runs of the Rose and the Golden Rose. Early. Colt with plenty of quality and I want to be with him first up. Uh, Pelt the Prague and Peltzer, the two other Colts at the top of the page there who are resuming uh, second and third pick respectively. And in for fourth, I have the eight, Tommy Gold. I've uh, always been a fan on this fan of this Colt. This is definitely the one of the tougher races he's faced, um, but he's good, good first up form and... Um, did beat on the lead when first up last time in. Three to beat two, one and eight. And race seven at Randwick on Saturday is the English Sprint. It's another of these English races. This is worth one million and it's for three-year-olds. Set weights, 1,200 metres. Well, we expected uh, Ola Kirk to resume last week, but uh, scratched with a wet track and... Certainly on handicap ratings would appear to be pitched into this, assuming the track is not again too wet. Yeah, job. that's right. And I think if uh, you know the track seems to be drying out and that's the way the weather suggests, so I think he's the one to beat. Ollie Kirk, as you said, very well placed under this weight scale and should take a stack of beating. I think number 11, Bella Nipotina, might be the value to include in the exotic. She was second this day last year in the millennium. Her form through the spring 
was faultless against her own age. They took on the Moya second up from a wide gate. She was well held, but all of her other form was good. Around the likes of Swats, that Portland Sky, uh, nothing wrong with that form. So I think she's the value. Uh, Ten Danger Zell is probably the sort of, you know, the other sort of top line performer just behind Ole Kirk. She hasn't won a Group One yet, but she was pretty dominant through the spring before she got to the Group One in the mile race the flight stakes uh, she should be very competitive first up and eight rule of law i thought had a bit of improvement to come from that fresh run at randwick rocketing by did rocket by him in the last hundred meters but uh, he had fitness on on his side i think rule of law has a little bit of room for improvement one on top from 11 10 and 8 yeah really really hard to look past the one of kirk under the set weights um clearly there's a class edge on these his only 1,200-metre run last preparation was excellent. Um, maybe the fastest 600 there. And uh, I think he'll be hard to beat with even like the one. In for second of the four, Malkovich. It was over the odds. He's built up a pretty handy record, this Colt. Four wins from eight starts. He, um, he's very good when he's able to find the front and dictate it. Dictate. His only fail has been on a really heavy on a heavy eight track two starts back, but he's, uh, has had three wins around that fail. Um, so the four in next thing can hopefully hold on there and maybe hold a placing with Ole Kirk running over the top of him. The 10 and the 11, Dane Giselle and Bella Nipotina, both resuming fillies in third and fourth. One, four, 10, 11. All right, that takes care of the black type at Randwick. The specials, Joel's value bet was race one, number six, Retrieval. Daniel's best was race six, number three, North Pacific. Joel's best and Daniel's value is the same horse. It's in the ninth. It is number nine, Jabari. Well, Joel, you're probably more confident given you have best bettered us. So uh, you talk us through Jabari. Yeah, I think he's ready to win. He's stepping up a little bit in class off the run last week, but I like him on the quick backup. Uh, he was sort of off the bridle quickly into the straight, but he really did stick to his task strongly. It was only Shake that got past him. He drops two and a half kilos. I think getting to the miles, just perfect. He put himself in a good position. Handles a bit of uh, sting out of the ground. And it's, it's a pretty competitive race. I think you can make sort of winning claims for four or five of them. But he's definitely in the mix. And, yeah, on a tricky day with a few shorties, I thought he was really good value. And yeah, I was happy to make him my best. All righty. Morphville, they're racing on the course proper. There is a black type race. And it is race seven, the Holdfast Insurance Birthday Cup. Uh, 20, 40 metres, a uh, listed quality. Uh, Berade, who um, is trained by Archie Alexander and talks, uh, who talks about Berade in an interview with uh, Daniel in this week's Winning Post, is scratched from this race to run in the Hobart Cup on Sunday, which we'll discuss later. So what does that leave you with, Daniel? Yeah, look, I'm with the six, Sikorsky, who um, probably this would be the, easily the biggest win he's had if he can take this out. But um, I think he's going well. He, Builds up a bit of a reputation as non-winner. He's only won two of 18. Uh, but I love this Flemington run. The last start, he, he led them up and was really brave in the feet behind the talented Coulth. Didn't have much luck to start prior at Caulfield. Um, just needs another win. But dropping to 54 kilos from 59 last start. He's drawn barrier two here and uh, maps as the likely leader in this. So six on top. Uh, in for seconds. Of the seven, don't dream it's over. Um, lightly race gelding with a little bit of upside. He's won two of his last three. It was a tough win last up, but that 53 kilos. Only goes up the kilo here, but he can certainly measure up at this level. In for third, over the four, declares Wall. Probably sit outside Sikorsky. Um, returned to form somewhat with a win at the Camperdown Cup. And in for fourth, I'll have Medieval Miss last start winner on the quick backup. Six, seven, four, and nine. First of your specials at Morfordville is your best, and that's race five, number four, Duke of Yeah, Plumpton. he's going well this time in. Uh, very good at Warrnambool behind an inform one, two back, and then good behind another inform one, Takumi, last start. He drops to 53 and a half kilos after the claim. Uh, he's back to just, just 1,600 metres, but he's got very good record over the trip. Uh, he's pretty vers versatile gelding, I think. Paddy Payne, Paddy Payne will have him cherry right for this. And this looks a, a really nice assignment for him. Now, coming over to Adelaide, I think it's a good race for him. And 
Hard to beat, hence my best. Race five, number four, Duke of Plumpton. The value comes up uh, later in the day in the last. Race nine, number five, done by me. Probably on a last chance with me this mare. I remember putting her on top early in the preparation. She sort of let me down, um, but she let down her favourite back his last start as well. She's back in the $3.70 there. Didn't finish the race off. She's certainly better than that. It's just whether she can find some form. She sort of teased her best form throughout the preparation, but just hasn't been able to uh, get it done on the score sheet, I guess. So in a benchmark 64, dropping in grade from a 78 with a three-kilo three claim from Campbell Rewilla, I think she can bounce back here and certainly worth an each-way bet. But if she's to fail today, I'll probably be um, off her for life. So race nine, number five, done by me. All righty. Uh, Joel, any uh, thoughts on Just the first starter in the second race. It's a tricky field with a few newcomers, but number 10, Turfit. I was quite keen on her last week and they scratched her. They've saved her for this week. I, I really liked her trial with uh, when she was with Sue Janch. Now with Gordon Richards, I think she can run a pretty good race on debut. Eagle Farm, the venue for Brisbane racing on Saturday. Daniel, you kick us off fairly early with your best, and that is uh, race two, number three, Miss Penfold. Yeah, always had a bit of time for Miss Penfold. She won on Zaboo and hadn't really um, done a whole lot since, but had run, run, run well in patches. The three starts this time in before the last start win were better than the, the form suggests. Um, it's good to see her win last start. She... Gives the impression she'll only improve out to a staying trip and only has to carry a light 54 kilos uh, with Jim Byrne aboard. Pretty keen on Miss Penfold at Eagle Farm. Uh, race two, number three. The value comes up in race five, and that's go deep. It is an open race. Um, I think the source is worth an each-way ticket. Covered plenty of ground last start. Um, so he just well, held his spot there in the, in the run home. I think he's riding this on his run two back, so... Open in an open race, go deep's worth an each way ticket. Race five, number nine, and um, another one I'm keen on in the last. Uh, listeners will know I'm a big fan of Maddie Rocks. I think she finds her right race here. It's a slash and fifth at Magic for Magic Millions Day. Um, I think with a bit more even luck, she certainly goes closer to the winner. She drops a kilo into an easier race here, and we'll get a dry track. Um, there's no doubt about that Eagle Farm. So ticks a lot of boxes up Maddie Rocks, and I think she's a good player to get out at Eagle Farm. Race nine, number six. No, Any thoughts on Brisbane, John? For me, Bucks. All righty. Uh, in WA, they are racing at Pinjarra, where it is WA Magic Millions Day, and what a massive card it is. Ten races, 147 acceptors, and BJ Ryan's best of the day comes up in the big race, which is the $250,000 Magic Millions WA two-year-old classic. And that is the unbeaten filly, Snipperucci, number five, to beat one Sportman, two Success Play, and seven Michelada in the three-year-old trophy, uh, which is race nine. He's on number one, Gemma's Son, to beat seven, I See Red, I See Red, six Outback Jack, and ten Island Charm. Best bet, as I mentioned, was uh, number eight, race eight, number five, Snipperucci. Value bet, race seven, number seven, Pro Consent. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman, Joel, they are racing at New Plymouth and Wingatui. Turkey early at New Plymouth, race one, number five, Sacred Command. I've made my best bet, this three-year-old. He was very heavily backed second up, and he got the cash very comfortably in a maiden. He's uh, still in the New Zealand derby. He will you know, probably need to win this to sort of press on to one of the big lead-up races in the next couple of weeks. Always tough against the older horses for three-year-olds, but I thought he did enough in that maiden win to suggest he could be very hard to beat. The value bet at New Plymouth is race six, number 14, Ginger Snaps. Uh, The breeding of this filly caught my eye by Rip Van Winkle. She's a half-sister to a former Chris Waller train runner called Photon Willie, a horse I'll just never forget because uh, if you've got time, go and check out his debut. I think it's still on the Race for New South Wales website. It's a a nightmare if you're on him, and I certainly was that day. He did go on to win a few city races and was sold to Hong Kong. So I, I noticed the pedigree of this filly, and she has jumped out quite well. Uh, I think debuting on her home track at one of the feature meetings, I think uh, Astute Local Stable have her ready to go. So watch the market because it's a tricky race, but I think she can show up on debut race six, number 14. Wingatui down on the South Island, my best bet, is race seven, number seven, two for lax. Now, 
She was my best bet last week. She's having a frustrating run in that she doesn't have any early spells. She jumps well, but then just can't hold a position. She gets back and then finds trouble, as she did again last week. Uh, one more chance for her. She gets to 2,200. And I think on a quick backup, the step up in distance, definitely what she's looking for, the way she's relaxing in her races. And my value bet, another one uh, that we tipped out recently, Blue-Eyed Susie, race nine, number 13. It was 1,200 to 1,600 second up. On the turn, she loomed like she was going to win at double figures and she just knocked up late. Finished fourth, unfortunately, but I think if we go again, uh, she can certainly get into the top three. She's drawn wide and going to need a bit of luck, but she will strip fitter for that last run. All righty. That takes care of a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. Uh, your World Away winning post this week also includes full form, if you're in Tasmania or, or uh, shopping online, for the both days of the Hobart Cup Carnival. That is Friday Derby Day and Sunday Cup Day. Um, the printed version in states other than Tasmania does have full form for Cup Day and fields for Friday's Tasmanian Derby Day. Speaking of Derby Day, the Derby on Friday is race seven. Uh, it is over 2,200 metres, and there is a very warm favourite there in the John Blackett-trained Swoop Dog, who uh, certainly has his local rivals covered after four starts this campaign for three wins and a second. Uh, the question is whether these Melbourne horses, uh, Melbourne three-year-olds coming over, are good enough to roll him. I don't think so. I'm with Swoop Dog to beat uh, three of the Raiders in seven, Berry Road, three, Alloway, and four, Explosive Jack. And short price. Short-priced favourites are the uh, flavour of the day again in the feature races on Saturday. Uh, starting in race six, the Mills Thomas Lyon Stakes, the 1,400-metre wait-for-age race. Mystic Journey being allowed to go around at $1.45 this time. Uh, started at $1.10 first up and got rolled uh, with Blaze fourth uh, sort of stealing the race there. Mystic Journey couldn't quite get there. Uh, that was 1,200, a bigger frisk to fry. But if she's going to be any sort of all-star mole uh, chance, she's going going to want to win this race. There's another short-priced local in the Strut Stakes, which is uh, the three-year-old Phillies uh, Oaks lead-up. And uh, that is number two, race seven, number two, Hella with Scott Brunton, also an odds-on pop, and I thought was the best of the day. Can't see any of the Raiders uh, being good enough to beat her. Race eight is the Bow Mistress, and this is a, seen as a showdown between the two local mares, De Rocher and Still a Star. One and two, I am with De Rocher to beat Still a Star. And race nine, though, is the Hobart Cup. It's the main one, uh, the Ladbrokes Hobart Cup, 2,400-metre Group 3 handicap, and uh, this one is far more wide open. And the uh, favourite at around about $4.80 is Berade for Archie Alexander. Read all about it from Daniel Nuttall in your winning post this week. I'm with one who uh, came through the local lead-up, has made it my value bet here, race nine number nine, Glass Warrior, other John Blacker one with Siggy Carr to ride uh, at around about $8. Um, there, was an, there was a shock uh, winner of that, that lead-up race uh, at a about 100 to 1 in White Hawk, who in fact is even better treated. That was weight for age, uh, back to 54. But as does Glass Warrior, and Glass Warrior was the one running on from the back. So I thought the extra distance here would suit Glass Warrior to, to beat Parade. The classy Mandela effect, who I guess 59 kilos and 2,400 metres is the query with Mandela effect. And then uh, the uh, constant gunner horse for Paddy Payne, WT, uh, being my fourth selection. So I'm Glass Warrior, Berade, Mandela Effect, and WT962 and 5. Brings us to our best $20 bets for the weekend, as we like to call them Lazy Lobsters. Well, Dynamite Dan just uh, carrying us on his back again. 
and five. five. I think that's just about it. We've had a few streaks in the past. I'm not sure we've... Look, I might have got to five with a few shorties at one time or another in the past, but definitely not six. So, Daniel, you got us up. Uh, you uh, saved our blushes with soul obsession last week. How are you going to get to an unprecedented six in a row? Uh, or I wait up whether to play it safe again. And look, I think I will. Uh, race two, I'm really keen on Miss Penfold. She's about two fifty at the moment. Um, that last start win was pretty was pretty good, and I'm keen to see her out to this longer trip. So, um, people might accuse me. <laughs> No guts, no glory, but I'm, I'm, I'm going for six in a row. Miss Pedfold, race two, number three at Eagle Farm. Well, I'm going to help listeners build a bank for Dynamic Dan's sixth winner on the trot because I'm going to the Valley Friday night. <laughs> and uh, speaking of uh, horror replays, this was not good to watch if you're on at the 40 to one. But uh, I think we'll get about 15 or 16 tomorrow night. Race two, number 11, Astronomical. Uh, she is ready to win... She had no luck at all at the Valley last time out. And importantly, she has received the scratching that she needed to make it into the field. So build your bank for Saturday with Valley race two, number 11. Straight out, no messing around. Straight out. <laughs> all right, I'm going to Caulfield and I'm going to wait until the last race. And it's, my selection is... Race nine, number 10, and that is Sword of Mercy. Our guest lobster this week, if you would like to be the guest lobster, send us an email by lunchtime Thursday to incoming at winningpost.com.au. Cam Johnson is back. He uh, chalked up a couple of uh, collects earlier on going for some fairly short ones in Perth, and he's doing that again, going for the Philly Snipperucci, uh, who is in the Magic Millions Classic, which would be race eight at Pinjarra. And her number would be five, race eight, number five, at Pinjarra on Saturday. That leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already, whether in shops on Friday morning or online right now as we speak to you. All the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, And as we've uh, related over 52 minutes, plenty of great racing to catch up with this weekend. And all your favourite columnists to Matt Stewart. Shane Templeton, Paul Richards, and stories from both Joel and Daniel. So until next week, back plenty of winners, listeners, and we'll talk to you next.